Yo, 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 good evening and happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to episode 175 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your humble host, Gabe, and thank you again for listening. This episode will be broken up into two parts. The first part will be consist of the NFL. As everybody knows, the NFL season kicks off on Thursday. I'll give you my top 10 things I'm going to be looking for in the 2023-2024 NFL season. Then I'll give you what I believe are the best games of week one in the NFL. I'll give you my takes, analysis, on predictions on the best games in week one of the NFL. Coming up on the other side. Stay tuned. Now, without further ado, let's get part one of episode 175 started. And of course, this episode is going to be all things NFL. I'm going to start off with an NFL preview, and this will be my top 10 things I'm going to be looking for in the 2023-2024 NFL season. Number one, the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the question is going to be, who are the biggest threats? to the Kansas City Chiefs repeating as Super Bowl champions in 2023-2024. Now there's a couple of teams I'm gonna put out there. One I believe is the Cincinnati Bengals. Even though the um, Chiefs were able to beat the Cincinnati Bengals last season in the AFC Championship game, the Cincinnati Bengals match up with the Chiefs very well. And during the regular season, They've beaten them the last couple of times. And, of course, the year before, eliminated the Chiefs from the playoffs. And the Cincinnati Bengals, they, 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 they have the weapons on offense. They obviously have the defense that matches up very well versus the Chiefs. So I would have to put them at number one as probably the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs. Next, I would say the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens have a new look. I'll talk about that one in a minute. But they, they, with this new look, they have a chance to um, be a threat to the Kansas City Chiefs as well. And I believe the next team is the Los Angeles Chargers. They're in the same division. The Chargers have just, just as much firepower on offense as the Kansas City Chiefs. And the only thing they need to do now is make sure their defense get able to make some stops on the Kansas City Chiefs. But I believe since they play them twice, I mean they have they have opportunities to um, knock off knock off the Chiefs this season. And I think for Brandon Staley's sake as head coach, they better get they better find a way to knock the Chiefs off. Now, there's some other teams I could put in there. I mean, yeah, the Jets, but I have to see more from the Jets this season. I understand they got Aaron Rodgers, but I need to see I need to see how they play as a team throughout the regular season before I can put them as a threat. Now, you probably wonder why I left off the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have beaten the Chiefs during the regular season, but not been able to beat them in the playoffs. As we know, the Buffalo Bills... I need to see something from them. I need to see a strong running game outside of Josh Allen. 
I think the defense without Leslie Frazier is going to take somewhat of a step back. And Von Miller is going to miss the first four games. I mean, they're going to be formidable, but until I see them be consistent in the running game and not depend on Josh Allen all the time, then I'll put them as a threat. But until then, I'm just going to stick with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, and the LA Chargers. Now let's go to the Baltimore Ravens. What I'm be looking for is this Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr. um, connection. And my question will be, will this connection be able to get them over the hump? Well, the good news for them, for the um, Baltimore Ravens is, their running backs are healthy. J.K. Dopkins, Gus Edwards. And now Lamar Jackson has been paid. And he say he now wants to pass for 6,000 yards. But not only has Odell Beckham Jr., but he does have Zay Fowles, the rookie. I mean, he was a baller in college. But the only way I think they can get over the hump is the defense has to be able to complement the offense. Because remember, last season, the Ravens blew a couple of games they should have won last season. So this year, the defense needs to step up. So when Lamar Jackson and company are um, putting the Ravens ahead, the defense needs to be able to stop the other teams and keep them from coming back on them. So let me see what the defense does for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and then we'll see if they're able to get over the hump. The New York Jets. Now they have Aaron Rodgers. Is it Super Bowl or bust? I'll put it this way. I believe it is. Because you put you, you traded all those picks to get Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers did take a pay cut. So give him credit for that. But you got everything you need if you're the New York Jets. You got the quarterback. You got two run, good running backs. Michael Carter. Delvin Cook, who was just signed a couple of weeks ago. Garrett Wilson, an up-and-coming receiver. Then Aaron Rodgers was able to bring two of his former um, teammates from Green Bay. And Randall Cobb and Aaron Lazard. And they have a top five defense. So, yes, they got to get to the Super Bowl. Or number or this season will be a waste. Now let's go with, I believe, two quarterbacks that this year is a make or break. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Now, I know Jerry Jones has put out there, he expects Dak to be there for a long time, but Dak is in a contract year. He's, he's up for an extension that is worth $60 million. And the Cowboys are a Super Bowl favorite. Of course, they're always a Super Bowl favorite, according to most fan, most of their fans. But there really isn't no excuse. I mean, all the skill positions are complete for the Cowboys. They got the run, they got the running backs, and they got the receivers, and they got a top five defense. Now, all Dak needs to do is cut down on those interceptions. He had 15 interceptions last year. And he said, this year, he's not going to have 10 interceptions. 
okay, well, we'll see. But if the Cowboys don't get past, don't even get in the NFC Championship game, what Jerry Jones said about Dak being there a long time, I think he'll be changing his mind before you know it. Another quarterback I believe is a make or break is Tua Tungabalor, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Miami Dolphins in the offseason decided not to extend Tua, and I think we know why. They're worried about his injury history. Last season, he suffered three concussions in one season. So, the Miami Dolphins' um, upper management is not sure he can get through a full season. But even if he does able to get to a full through a full season, he still has to get it done on the football field. There's no excuses. All the skill positions are complete for Tua. Mike McDaniel has turned the Miami Dolphins into South Beach's version of the San Francisco 49ers. So now it's up to Tua to get the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs and beyond. And if, he, if he's not able to complete a full season, chances are they'll be looking for a new quarterback. And speaking of my San Francisco 49ers, can Brock Purdy get my Niners to the Super Bowl? Well, as, we, as everybody knows, Brock Purdy came in late in the season and led the 49ers to on a winning streak and to the NFC Championship game. But unfortunately, he got hurt on the first series and they lost the game to the Eagles. His surgically repaired elbow seems to be intact. And obviously, there's no setbacks. So now, Brock Brody has, has a full season under... A full, I mean, training camp, I'm sorry. And now, everybody now is going to have film on him. Because last year, he took the league by storm. And that usually happens when a quarterback comes in there and you have little film on him. Now, teams have film on him. So what that means is, now he's got to learn how to adjust to schemes. And what other teams are going to throw at him. But everything is, everything is there for him to succeed. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. And of course, the best offensive um, tackle in the NFL right now, Trent Williams. And there's no Trey Lance looking over his shoulder. So if Brock Purdy could stay upright, I believe my 49ers can get to the Super Bowl this year. And the defense is right there for, for, as well. So the defense gets their stops. Brock Purdy and company put some points on the board. They should be on their way. The Denver Broncos. Sean Payton has returned to the NFL. And now we have Russell Wilson in his second season. The question is going to be, is last year 
just a bad, just one bad year for Russell Wilson? Or is this, or is this a trend? What I mean by a trend is, is this the beginning of the end for Russell Wilson? Is his skills starting to diminish? Is he close to being washed up? Well, we're going to find out. Because Sean Payton, look what he did for Drew Brees' career. Drew Brees, because of Sean Payton, is a Hall of Fame quarterback. So now Russell Wilson, just eliminate all those distractions and get back to the Russell Wilson that we know. If he can do that, then we can say last year was just, eh, just one bad season. But if he has another bad season, we're going to have to start to wonder if it's it's almost time for him to hang it up. Now, Russell Wilson said he wanted to play till he was 45 like Tom Brady. That might not happen if we see another bad season out of him. The Philadelphia Eagles. Can they win the division again? Can they get back to the Super Bowl? Or was last year just a one-hit wonder? I say this for the Eagles. They got everything you need to succeed. I mean, their upper management has got to be the best in the NFL. They know how to pick players. I mean, they, they lost Miles Sanders, but they still got, you know, Kent um, Gainwell as their running back. Got A.J. Smith. I mean, De- De- um, Devontae Smith and A.J. Bur- um, Brown at wide receivers. And, of course, you still got Jalen Hurts, who's been paid... And you know he's looking to get back to the Super Bowl. And of course, they still got a pretty good defense. They drafted most of Georgia's own players. So they still they still should be formidable defensively. So I look, I believe that they, they will be competing once again. So I don't believe this is just a one-hit wonder. And the divisions to pay attention to. I think the the AFC um, East is one because you have so many good matchups. I mean, you have Aaron Rodgers taking on Josh Allen twice a year. I mean, that's going to be a sight to see. You got the Miami Dolphins who should be right there as long as Tua stays upright. So there's a chance in the AFC East you're going to have a lot of high-scoring games. I mean, the Patriots, I mean, who knows where they're going to be at. I mean, they could be lurking around or they could be, you know, just another another season where they're just, they're just going to miss the playoffs and then have to start thinking about whether Mac Jones is a long-term answer. Another division I think you need to pay attention to, I think it's the AFC North. The AFC North has potentially three teams that could get in the postseason. You have Baltimore, which we think is going to be there. Cincinnati, which we think is going to be there. The Steelers, I mean, Kenny Pickett could have a bounce back year. I mean, a, a good second year, I'm sorry. And don't sleep on the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson... Now that he used those last six games last season to knock all that rust off, and now he has a full training camp with this team, <clears throat> excuse me, 
there's a, there's a good chance we could see the Deshaun Watson we saw in Houston. So, but do not sleep on the Cleveland Browns. Also, let's look at the NFC North. Now that now the NFC North is now going through the post Aaron Rodgers era. So now we have some young um, quarterbacks in that division, minus the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. Could we see a, a possible new rivalry in the NFC North? I mean, we all know the back, the Packers and the Bears are a rivalry. It hasn't been much of one because Aaron Rodgers is dumb dominating them. But could they get back to the rivalry that it once was? Now that Justin Fields has everything he needs to succeed, and we'll see what Jordan Love, what he's made of. Of course, the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, they're, they're one of your teams you're expected to um, make it to the playoffs because t- that team is still intact. And the Detroit Lions may finally um, get over the hump and start winning games that they that, that they should have won last year. So they may learn to win this year. So that division could actually get interesting. I mean, that, that, that division could come down to the final, final um, week in the NFL. So let's, pay, let's watch out for that division. And of course, you have to watch out for the um, NFC East. The Eagles and the Cowboys, we all know, are going to be battling. The Giants, well, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see. We'll see what Daniel Jones does. I mean, in, in, in the second year under Brian Dable's offense. And see if Saquon Barkley is going to ball out. Because you know, after, after, if he balls out, he's going to be saying to the Giants, Hey, I... Y'all, better, y'all need to call for that 15 million. And then the Washington Commanders. Don't be surprised if um if if they um come up they, they, they come up because Sam Howell, I mean, there's a lot of good things about them, but I'm gonna take a wait and see approach on them. So those are my um top things that I'm gonna be looking for in the 2023-2024 NFL season. Now let's go to the games. I'm going to give you what I believe are the best games of week one in the NFL. We got to start with the Kansas City Chiefs and Detroit Lions Thursday night. Now, of course, the, the, the big story of this game is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, in practice, hyperextended his knee. Now, there's a good chance he may not go this season. I mean, this um, game. It's still uncertain. They say the ACL is intact, and that's a good thing. But whether he goes in this game or not, I guess we won't know till game time. So what that means is all the other chief playmakers are going to have to step their game up. Jarek McKinnon and... um. Isaac Pacheco at running backs, Sky, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Richie James, my guy. You guys are gonna have to step up for Patrick Mahomes in the event Travis Kelsey is not available, which I wouldn't be surprised if he if he wasn't. 
I think the Chiefs are they're smart. Don't rush him out there if he's not a hundred percent. Because after this game, you have sixteen more games to go. As for the Lions, they've made some progress over the last two years. I mean, they've been close in almost every game. Not a not a not a big question is going to be: Will they be able? To finish those games and win those close games in those big games. Jared Koff is back at quarterback. He's be accompanied by Jamar Gibbs, Amon Ra St. Brown as his playmakers. Now for the Lions to pull off a monumental upset, they're gonna have to use the clock as their friend. I mean, the less they keep Patrick, the less Patrick Mahomes is on the field, the better their chances are. And they have to be able to score more touchdowns and less field goals. I mean, the Chiefs' defense, I mean, it is suspect. It is hot and cold. But they, can, they, they do get it done when it counts. Of course, they're going to be minus Chris Jones, who's still in a contract dispute. But for the Lions, they got to jump on the Chiefs early and they got to keep them there. They can't afford to get behind two scores or this game will be over by halftime. I think this game is going to be close. I think a lot closer than some people would participate. And I'm not and I would even say that even if Travis Kelsey was even playing. Because Travis I mean Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are the best quarterback tight end duo in the NFL. But the Lions, I think Dan Campbell's going to have those guys playing. But I don't think they're going to win this one. Even without Kelsey. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to get done. I think the game will, will go down to the, fourth quor- to the fourth quarter and I believe the Chiefs will make enough plays down the stretch to pull off the victory. So week one, I'm going to start with the Chiefs to win this game. I'm going to say 30 to 24. That's Thursday's game. Now let's let's go to Sunday. I'm going to start off with my San Francisco 49ers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be looking to bounce back after missing the playoffs last season. Even though they had a winning record. Kudos to uh, Mike Tomlin, who's never had a losing record as coach in the NFL. Kenny Pickett starts year two as a starting quarterback. Of course, he's got Najee Harris, Dante Johnson, and George Pickens. And T.J. Watt is going to be back anchoring a strong defensive front. For my 49ers, they're going to be looking to get back to the NFC Championship game and get over the hump and get back to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy is going to be starting year two as a quarterback. And he's got playmakers galore. I've mentioned them all earlier. Debo Samuel and Randon Ayuk. Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. George Kittle. And of course, the defense is going to be solid. Now, whether Nick Bosa will be there in time, we don't know. But I'm not mad because I believe all um, all guys should get their money. So that's what he's doing. 
I think this is going to be a defensive game. I don't see... I, I think points are going are gonna to be hard to come by early. I think eventually points will come in bunches. And it's going to be it's going to come down to which team I believe makes a critical mistake. I think it comes down to the fourth quarter, but I think in the end I'm going my Niners. I think they win this game 20 to 17. Now let's go to the Green Bay Packers versus the um Chicago Bears, the beginning of the post Aaron Rodgers era. Now we get to see what Jordan Love can do as a full-time starter. But he does have some playmakers. He does have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Aaron Jones still at running back. And he's got Christian Watson in his second year. Justin Fields, he still has Kaleo Herbert as his running back. But they also added Deontay Foreman. And don't sleep on Deontay Foreman. When Derrick Henry was out last year with the Tennessee Titans... He came in there and he, and, he, and he balled out. Of course, he still has his um, top receiver, Doral Mooney. And then they added DJ Moore at, I mean, at, at wide receiver. So now Justin Fields, of course, he has a tight end as well. Has no excuse for getting it done. Now, we all know that the Green Bay Packers have owned the Bears. Now... Will Justin Fields be able to turn the page on that? Now, of course, it's going to be up to these defenses. I mean, the Packers have been suspect on defense, but so has the Bears. The Bears have added some some, some guys to their defense. So we'll see what happens. I think this game will be close. I don't know. I think I trust Justin Fields probably more than I trust Jordan Love right now. So I'm going to go with Fields. I'm going to go with the Bears to start to start off the season and start off the post-Aaron Rodgers era with a victory. So I'm going to go with Bears. I'm going to go with Bears 24, Packers 20. Now let's go now to the Miami Dolphins versus the LA Chargers. Expect some fireworks in this one. These are two high-powered offenses. Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa. Both of these teams have playmakers on both sides of the ball. I mean, the Chargers, they have Austin Ekelar, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett. The Dolphins, Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson Jr. Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill. The Dolphins, of course, on defense, you know, they have Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, and Eli Apple. Of course, they're going to be missing Jalen Ramsey, who's out with that um, meniscus injury. And for the Chargers, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Asante Samuel Jr., and Derwin James. I can't wait to see the matchup between Asante Samuel and Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's going to be a battle. And of course, for the Dolphins' defense, they got Vic Vangio as the defensive coordinator. Even though I think this, you, could, you could see a lot of points in this one, it's going to come down to what defense makes the critical stops when it counts. I'm going to go with 
And this one, I don't know if I, tr- I, I, I want to trust, I want to say the Chargers is going to win this one, but I think the Dolphins are going to pull this one out. I'm going to go with the Dolphins pulling out at the end. I'm going to say 34-30. Now for the Dallas Cowboys is New York Giants. And of course, both of these teams come into this season looking to overthrow the Eagles for the NFC East crown. The Giants in the offseason extended Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. But I need to see more from their receiving core. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, of course, they were both hurt last year. And Aaron Darren Waller from the um, Raiders. Of course, the Raiders are going to be kicking themselves for that one. And I need to see more from their defense, the Giants. I mean, the, they, they, the Giants defense was hot and cold. But I need to see more from that defense. The Cowboys, they got the players. Tony, pa- Tony Pollard, Deuce Vaughn, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, if he can get back. Defensively, Michael Parsons, who could be the p- defensive player of the year. Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore, if he has... M- something left in the tank and of course Dak Prescott at quarterback as you know these teams do battle but I think the Cowboys are the better team so while I think it's going to be a close game I think the Cowboys win this one 24 to 20 now let's go to Monday Night Football the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Probably one of the more anticipated matchups of week one. It's the debut of Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. And the playmakers are there. Michael Carter, Delvin Cook at running back. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard at, um, at wide receiver. And of course, Randall Cobb. And of course, they have a top five defense. For the Buffalo Bills... Of course, there's that Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs combination. Of course, there's been a lot of talk about friction between those two, but we'll see. And of course, they got Gabe Davis, the other wide receiver, and Dawson Knox at at um, tight end. Now, as I stated earlier, I think the Buffalo Bills defense, don't be surprised they take a step back, especially in the first four games without Von Miller. And of course, for the Buffalo Bills, I think this is a make or break year. I should have added that earlier, but. And of course, for the Jets, it's Super Bowl at bust. I think for, I think for this particular matchup, I think the Buffalo Bills have been more are more together than the Jets. So while I think this is going to be an excellent matchup. And I think both, I think Josh Allen and, and um, Aaron Rodgers is going to ball out. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills in this one to win a very close, close, close ball game. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills to win this game 24-21. Now this will conclude... Episode 175, Part 1. I'm your humble host, Gabe. Thank you again for listening. 
Thank you for downloading. I appreciate it very much. And of course, stay tuned for part two of episode 175 while we're talking college football and UFC. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you stream your podcasts from. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13 and follow my Facebook page for Sports Takes Galore with Gabe. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and downloading. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy the games. And I'll talk to you again Friday for part two. Bye-bye.